just begin to bless the Lord. The presence of God is so strong and mighty here. Just bless the Lord and give Him praise and glory. Taigo fala vrosha flanda sa fala keke monosavi. Shaibe lokum rasa faladas. Thank you, Father. We bless you in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Shall we appreciate the man of God? What a blessed teaching. Very excellent work done. I think he was really led by the Spirit because um, he taught portions. I wanted to teach it today. I went for a program and I closed quite late, so I quickly had to rush down here. And uh, the man of God has done an excellent work. Let's appreciate him again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I'm sure somebody will be wondering, why is it that there's so much emphasis on prayer in this ministry? Now, anytime you realize the Spirit of God is emphasizing something for a long time, that means that you need to take it very serious. Praise God. Like I tell you as a prophet, there is a time that is coming and now is. Where believers who have not mastered the art and the discipline of prayer won't survive. I know what I'm saying. If there is a time to build a prayer life, that time is now. Because like I always say, if you don't have a prayer life as a Christian, you don't have a Christian life. The first foundation, okay, that uh, upon which you build your Christian life is, is founded on your prayer life. The early church in Acts chapter 1 verse 14 began with prayer. I don't care what you believe, I don't care what you know. If you're a child of God who does not pray, huh, hell does not respect you. You hear what I said? It doesn't matter. Maybe your father is a pastor, so that's what you're boasting about. If you don't have a prayer life, I am telling you the truth. Satan is not scared of you. Quickly, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you, if I have the time, 14 reasons why the devil does not want you to pray. Jesus, help us. We acknowledge you in this meeting because you are Lord. Thank you for teaching us today, for bringing us your counsel. We are never the same again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, 14 reasons why the devil does not want you to pray. Or 14 reasons why the devil does not want Christians to pray. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, we need to understand that there are three major reasons why many Christians struggle to pray. Three major reasons why many Christians struggle to pray. Number one, reason why Christians struggle to pray is because of ignorance. So one of the reasons why as a child of God you are struggling to pray is ignorance. So the first armor you will need to enhance your prayer life is knowledge. When I, say, when I say knowledge, I'm not speaking about general knowledge. I'm speaking about knowledge in prayer or knowledge about prayer. 
Glory to God. Tell someone knowledge. Because of time, I can't go into it. Now, so we need to understand that one of the things we need to know about prayer is that prayer and his strength comes from God. The strength to pray comes from God. If you don't know this, eh, you will always use your efforts to, to pray and a time is going to come, you, you will lose it. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, the verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity. The word infirmity is weakness. So man in himself is weak to do anything spiritual. Are you following me? So listen, if you want to be a real praying man or woman, you will constantly need help from God. In the book of Psalm, the, the chapter 80, the verse 18, he says, quicken us and we will call upon you. So, which means that you will need a divine quickening from above to be able to call upon God. If you don't know this, you will try to use your strength. It, will, it may work for some time, but it, it, can, it, it can be sustained. Are you following what I'm saying? Another knowledge you, you cannot do away with is the approach in prayer. If you are ignorant about approaching prayer, you will struggle in prayer. Like I've always been telling you, there are three approaches in prayer. The first approach in prayer is that when you begin in demons, remember you are in the presence of a king. So the king must be exalted. The king must be praised. The king must be honored. The king must be hallowed. The king must be glorified. The king must be praised. So the first approach in prayer is adoration, praise, and thanksgiving. The first approach in prayer is what? adoration which is called worship praise and thanksgiving so in the book of psalm 100 he says i will enter his gates with thanksgiving and i will enter his courts with praise so god's presence has a protocol anytime you enter god's presence and the first thing that comes to mind is to ask him for your need you are breaching spiritual protocol and it comes with consequences So there is a protocol of honor that needs to be observed and that honor is expressed by adoration. Praise and thanksgiving. That's the first approach in prayer. Never begin prayer by just starting to intercede for people. No, 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 no. You have come before a king. You have come before a God. He needs to be hallowed. So in the order or the structure of the Lord's Prayer, he begins by saying, Our Father, an acknowledgement of the fatherhood of God. He says, Who art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. So you hallow him. The second approach in prayer is what we call intercession. After you're done adoring, praising, and giving God thanks, you now begin to intercede for others. Please never pray for yourself when you have not prayed for others. Prayer will never be effective. I received a testimony from one of the men of God who said that ever since that I hearing this teaching coming from this ministry, he started praying for people. He said there are needs he never asked God for. Those needs are being met, receiving pounds from people he doesn't know. All kinds of testimonies. In 
intercession means standing in a gap for others. Listen, if you are selfish, you can pray. The reason why you can't pray for long is simply because most of your prayers are self-centered. So you must know this. Without this knowledge, you will struggle. Then the third approach is what we call petition. So now you start praying for yourself. Is someone following this thing at all? This knowledge you are receiving, don't take it for granted though. Because it is transforming many people. Am I helping you? So one thing also you must not lose sight about prayer is faith. It takes faith to pray. If you don't know this, eh, you realize that you'll be, you'll be missing a lot of things. Never come to God's presence doubting whether you are being hurt or not. It's a very dangerous place to be. This prayer we are praying is God hearing. Is God hearing me? First Peter chapter 3, the verse 12. You have to arm yourself with such scriptures because uh, see, there are many times in your prayer life you will not feel the prayer. You won't feel it. There are times your prayer times are good times. You are enjoying it, speaking in tongues. There's a strong presence. It envelops you. Mine, the, the, my experience of the presence of God is that my heart begins to burn and something covers me like a cloth. That's how I know that the presence of God has become more visible and literal. There are days you will have those goosebumps in prayer. You will weep like three days ago. All of a sudden, I just began worshiping and weeping. But you will not always have those good seasons. There are times you pray, it's as though your prayer is hitting the ceiling. Don't doubt! You know why? Because 1 Peter 3.12 he says for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are what? Open to their prayers. So whether you feel it or not, once you open your mouth, God opens his ears. So open your mouth, God opens his ears. Don't forget that. Your voice may be soft on that day. Your voice may be silent on that day. Your voice may not echo. Like you've been doing every time. But once you open your mouth, you open his ears. Never go into prayer doubting. In Hebrews chapter 11, the verse 6, the Bible says, For without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it is a protocol you must know. If faith is not in your prayer, forget about answers. So I'll tell you why most of you, your prayer is not working. You don't have faith. You don't even believe in what you're asking him. You don't believe God has the capability, the capacity, the ability to be able to answer you. So he, he continues by saying, he that cometh to God. So he's teaching you a protocol in God's presence. When you come to God, he says you must believe two things. Number one, that he exists. You will not see God visibly. But you must know God by knowledge. You must know that he exists. He says, he that cometh to God must believe that what? He is, number one, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In the book of Psalm 65, the verse 2, he says, Oh, thou that heareth prayer unto thee shall all flesh come. That means it is the character of God to hear prayer. That's why all flesh come to him. He 
hears it. So use this scripture to help yourself. He hears prayer. God hears prayer. Can you imagine? Sometimes even your the words in your prayer are not are not are not skilled enough. The vocabs in the prayer. Sometimes you realize even the prayer, the words you 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 want to say this, but the thing is not coming. God says He hears it. The most dangerous thing you can ever do to corrupt your prayer is to begin allowing doubts to take place in your prayer. You will kill it. So ignorance. The second reason why many Christians struggle to pray is indiscipline. So regarding knowledge, listen to me. All the teachings you have on podcast, go and listen to them because you need to arm yourself with knowledge. I am a product of knowledge. Listen to me. I am not a self-made man of God. I have learned from great minds, from great men who walk with God in the place of prayer. I've studied men like E.M. Bounds. This is a man who prayed until by the time he was 45, his face was looking 85. I've studied men like Leonard Ravenhill who were so disciplined in prayer that when it is time for prayer, no matter how enjoying a conversation is, he will leave you. It was said that he was rude. That's what the man sacrificed for prayer. I've studied men like Dick Eastman. Studied men like Wesley Duell. Studied men like David Brainhart. I read of the account. And I said, oh my, oh my. These people walk with God. I learned from them. Indiscipline is the second reason why many Christians struggle to pray. And I've taught you about seven things that kills your prayer life. You remember? I can't teach you that. Number one is overeating. Two is oversleeping. Next is last. The other is laziness or procrastination. These are all areas of indiscipline. Listen to me. There is a part where God helps you to pray. There's another part where you decide to pray. You think prayer is easy? (laughs) You don't know this. Prayer is work. Prayer, you know what the man of God, remember what he said? Prayer is not always sweet. I'm telling you, most of the time, when you begin, it's not sweet. You don't feel like praying. There will be times you want to pray. Now, we'll fool, so we'll <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've not got in there. You are just angry that you're about to pray. Meanwhile, you love God, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. Because of time. The third thing, that's what the message is centered on. The third reason why many Christians struggle to pray is because of satanic and demonic attacks. Satanic and demonic attacks. Hear me? Life is highly spiritual. I'm telling you. And guess what? Satan knows 
that creature and creation bond in the place of prayer. Satan knows it. He knows that when man and God meet and fuse, there's an atomic power released. Satan knows eh, that prayer is the slender nerve that moves the omnipotence of God's hand. He knows. Satan knows. So anytime a believer begins to go to God on his knees, begins to speak in tongues, Satan knows the reaction that will go on in the spirit. He knows that creation is now meeting creature for intervention. God will always come into the scene when creature shows his helplessness by praying. So Satan will do everything. Listen, Satan will do everything possible to make sure that you don't pray. He knows the motive for certain possibilities that prayer can make available to man. He knows the treasures. He knows the pleasures. He knows the glory. He knows the joy. He knows the beauty. He knows the light. He knows the power that comes out from the place of prayer. He knows it. So he's going to send arrows. He's going to send attacks. And many of you don't know that most of the things that has caused you to struggle to pray was an attack from Satan. One of the attacks he sent to is discouragement. All of a sudden you want to pray, suddenly discouragement hits you. You are just discouraged about life. You are discouraged about the prayer. You are wondering, so when will this prayer be heard? He will send that missile to your mind. And mind you, one place Satan attacks the most is your mind. When you give in in the attack of your mind, he brings it into your heart. So many retard themselves quickly from praying because they did not understand that when it comes to prayer, it is war. It takes a fight to pray. It takes war and you must win the war. There are sometimes Satan can attack your children early in the morning when you want to pray and they will start crying. Oh, you don't know this thing. Today Satan attacks me. Attack me. When my son had to open the door and he said he wanted me to go and accompany him to the uh, car for mommy to drive. And I said, boy, I'm praying, okay? So I'll come and pick you up at school. And he started weeping and I became emotional, but I had to pray. He's crying to me. I'm also crying to him. So both of us are crying Abba Father. But there's one father who has more strength than the other. <laughs> I almost left the realm I was, I was in in prayer. But I had to let him go. Because I'm not the only human being in the house. Listen, when Satan knows that you are climbing, you are traveling, you are getting closer, he will send attacks. One of them is doubt. <laughs> Take this teaching seriously. It will start. If it has not started yet, it will come. It will come. Another one he will send is extreme hunger. You will just feel hungry and you can't explain why you are hungry. When you stop praying, the hunger will go. <laughs> and I'll let you understand that, listen, Satan has a very organized structure. And let me tell you this. He, there are, listen, the number of demons we have on earth 
it is it is so numerous that let's assume if we want to do it arithmetically every believer is 2000 demons so they have time for you so hear me satan has an organized structure eh, where he begins to do research on every believer they can research <laughs> oh my goodness my goodness i watched the movie just about some few days ago I've forgotten the title of the movie. But in the movie, the killer was terrorizing people in the, in, the, in the town, in UK. And this is what he has been doing. He has a whole organized structure of close to 100 people who are all IT inclined. Very intelligent. And they're in a room, they don't come out. When he wants to finish somebody, he will, he will, he will call them and say, search, make a search on this guy for me. Search everything about his weakness. Search everything about anything about him you can use to get him. Make sure you find it. So there are some people, they realize that at midnight around 11 p.m., they watch porn. So they, they monitor the person with a video. So you'll be there and they'll send you a short video and they say that you have to do something for us. If you don't do it, we'll expose your video to your husband and wife. Then they are, they, the people become quiet. So he did it to the blowman and he framed the blowman up. Idris Elba. And then they took him to prison. And he had to break up because he was killing too many people. And, and as I was watching, I saw Satan's trap in it. Satan has an organized spiritual computer system eh, where they search every weakness in your life. They know the things that discourage you. They know the things that make you angry. They know, they know what your weakness is. So they know the type of ladies you like. They know, they know you like men with hair on their chest. <laughs> they know you like TikTok men. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know this. Satan knows your weakness. Some things you struggled to, to deal with four years ago that God gave you grace. Don't think it's over. He will bring it again. He will dig it out. Satan knows how to dig out your past. And he will revive it. <laughs> oh, you don't know this I'm talking about. So listen, Satan has a very good research system to search every weakness in your life. And he will make sure you hit that area. When a man is injured on his knee uh, and you want to weaken him more, you have to punch that area. If you are fighting boxing and you realize your opponent has a, a cut, you have to hit that place until more blood comes out until he's disqualified. That's what Satan does. He looks at areas where there are wounds. That's what, listen, don't give, don't expose your wounds to the devil. When he realizes that your wound eh, is, is, is that you are, you are quickly sorrowful, he will punch that area with more sorrow. He will multiply it. If you realize your wounds are easy offense, he will make sure people are offending you through the day. So you will sleep in offense, you will wake up in offense. That is what he has been using to kill many of you in your prayer life. If I knew this a few years ago, there are some mistakes I would never have done. No, no, he said that knew me. You know why? He knows your great-grandfather. Every mistake your great-grandfather committed, which you have not committed yet, he knows. He knows your DNA structure, how it works. Because thousand years ago, your great, great, great grandfathers, he saw all their mistakes. So he can anticipate what you can do. Hey, Satan is not a man for your information. He's a spirit. 
He is not omnipresent, but he is wise as a serpent. Sometimes it can use pain in your past relationship to afflict your prayer life. <laughs> this is a pro- you see, my teachings are prophetic. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Sometimes he can use your own family members. <laughs> you don't know this thing. Your own family, your own sister, your own sister, he can use him. He can use her. He can use your brother. He can use your mother. He can use your father. He can use your uncle. He knows the things that will turn up your weaknesses on. And once you allow it, the prayer life just begins to go weaker and weaker and the devil is empowered. (laughs) And guess what? He uses two other weapons. Wrong thoughts and blasphemous thoughts. Today, I will expose something to you. I'm telling you. Have you ever prayed and suddenly an offense someone committed against you? You are reading your Bible, then the thing comes into your mind. Boom! Then you just remember. Then all of a sudden, some pain enters your heart. It was an attack. It was an arrow. You didn't remove it. How is it that through the day you never thought of the offense when you wanted to meet God? Then suddenly that thought just came boom, just like that. There was a time I was praying. Something my wife did that I was not happy about four years ago. <laughs> which we have settled. He brought it. And I wanted to revisit the game and go and say, ah, baby, so why did you do what you did? <laughs> that was the plan I was taking when I was speaking in tongues. Oh, you poor holy. You poor holy. So you don't have any infirmity inside you. That's why you're watching me like that. I'm a sincere man. That's why I'm helped. I've told you last week, sometimes you'll be in prayer, you see a woman's bottles, big one. Tell somebody, fee. <laughs> oh, you don't know. <laughs> sometimes Satan will go into the archives of your memory. Eh? Some old pornography you watched some time ago, two years. No, I go far, far. No, a beer far. I'm out. So in your mind, no, a beer far. No, a play short video, <laughs> short clip. And eh, eh, wow, and eh, what? Short clip. Boom. Then, eh. That's how Satan wins a lot of people because they don't know this. Listen, about ninety. Write this down. About ninety percent of the wrong thoughts that come to you are demonic. This thing has saved me. Right now, though Satan sends attacks, but now I am too experienced by the grace and the help of God. So those attacks don't survive. 90% of the wrong thoughts that come to you are demonic. Suicidal thoughts, demonic. Discouragement, demonic. Giving up in life, demonic. Being tired of life, demonic. And sometimes you'll be, you'll be in prayer and Satan will remind you about the state of your finances. 
Wow show finance and just finance. Then he remind you, and you have a lot of budget, things you have to buy. Money is not there. Your rent is almost up. And you are in prayer. Then he reminds you, bro, oh yeah, the whole vampire. What's your rent? That's what you do. I'm telling you. And here's the dangerous one. I'm making, I'm preparing a message to teach you on it. Blasphemous thoughts. I'll be teaching very soon how to deal with blasphemous thoughts. Hey, about 70% of us are battling with it without knowing. You know blasphemous thoughts? The thoughts that makes you insult God. In your mind. If it has not happened to you, you are not a Christian. I battled with this in Accra Academy. For close to four years, I was insulting God in my mind. I didn't want to insult God. Then a, a thought comes to me, stupid Jesus. Good Satan. I'm telling you. That's what I was saying in my mind. I didn't want to say it. But in my mind, it, I was blaspheming against God. I didn't have control. I, so now I was living in condemnation. Because I said to myself, I'm insulting God. How can I insult God? How can I insult God? I'll go to church again. I don't want to think like insulting God, but I'm insulting God. Has it, has it happened to anybody? Lift your hands. Maybe it didn't come. You didn't say stupid Jesus because you respect him. <laughs> I'm just telling you mine. Please, if it has blasphemous thoughts, something you want to say bad against God, if it has happened to you, lift up your hands. Let's see. Yes, it happens. See, all these things are demonic. Satan will send thoughts of blasphemy. Listen, most of the time, Satan loves to think his thoughts through you. So when he's doing it, he makes you think it is your thought. Meanwhile, he's trying to download his thought through you, and when you accept it, his thought becomes your thought. And you see the problem. You see the problem. You see the problem. If you are walking on the way and someone is talking to you and telling you, go and kill yourself. Physically, the person is telling you, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. And you know you don't want to die. And the person is saying, kill yourself. Over and over as you are moving. Guess what? You will get agitated and say, get out! Listen, if you are moving and a dog is, a, a, a dog is just following you. Wherever I go, is following you. Wherever I go, is following you. What will you do? You will take a stone. But most of you have not taken stones against the devil. He has, been, he has been doing that to your mind for the past six months. You have not said a word and you are entertaining Satan. Many of you don't know that the Bible says though we are in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh, but we wrestle against persons without bodies. That's what the living Bible says. So demonic spirits are persons. The only thing is that they don't have what? Body. So what a person can do, a person can talk. Demons can talk. So there are some thoughts when it comes. Do you know what you have to do? Get behind me, Satan. I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Jesus designed the voice of Satan in Peter and rebuked him. So there are some thoughts that will tell you, you can never make it in life. Have you realized it? Get out! Satan, I rebuke you. I reject you. I will make it. You know why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's how we fight! And hear what I'm about to tell you. This thing has saved me. One of the ways of dealing with demonic thoughts is to do worship, prayer, and thanksgiving. It will dissolve it immediately. Just try it and see. I've given you a solution to a major problem in your life today. When wrong thoughts begin to persist in your mind, discouragement, all kinds of wrong thoughts, start worshiping, praising, and giving God thanks. You can do one of them. Father, I thank you. Sometimes eh, a thought of envy will come to your mind. 
you will see another sister, another brother having something you don't have and you think the person does not deserve what he has. And all of a sudden, envy and jealousy begin to creep in. Suddenly, start thanking God for all the things he has done for you. Thank him for the clothes, for the shoes, for everything in your fridge, for salvation, for giving you the Holy Spirit. As you are thanking God, the spirit of gratitude will take over you and it will delete and melt that thought. Listen, whatever I'm teaching you is practical. So my life is full of thanksgiving. I don't drive a car without speaking in tongues. I was with this man the whole day through the program. So we just talked for five minutes. The rest of the time when we're going for the program, tongues. When we're coming, we spoke for five minutes. The rest of the time was more than one hour. It was tongues. So we don't get to gossip about pastors. We pray. Start worshiping. Start giving thanks. That thing would die. Is someone getting something here? Please, are you getting something? So, are we good to go? 14 reasons why Satan does not want you to pray. I'm going to do this in five minutes. We're going to pray 15 minutes. We close exactly at nine. Number one, Satan does not want you to pray so that you won't know and walk in God's perfect will for your life. So that you won't know and walk in God's perfect will for your life. Colossians 1, the verse 9 to 11. <laughs> this will bless you. This will bless you. This will bless you. Now, now, observe. What we say, what's number one? So that what? Please, if you're here, make sure you're making some notes, okay? Because you, you remember everything I'm teaching you. So that you won't know and what? And walk in God's perfect will. Listen, the most safest place to be is God's perfect will. I'm telling you. Right now, that what I'm doing, what the Lord has called me to do here, eh? whether you don't come to church, or whether you don't do anything that will help the ministry grow, I am so confident that I'm in the perfect will of God. And it's just a matter of time. So whatever I'm seeing as limitations here doesn't move me. No. You know why? Because I am so convinced that I am at the center of God's will for my life. Listen, if there's any, if there's any battle, it is to know God's will. Look, he says, for this cause, we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with what? The knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now look at the next verse. That he might, oh my goodness, do what? Walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Number two, being what? Fruitful in every good work. Number three, what? Increasing in the knowledge of God. Number four, look at the next verse. What? Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience, long suffering with joyfulness. Now, the Bible is telling us something about being filled with the will, the knowledge of God's will. When you know God's will for your life, it propels four things. Number one, it makes you walk worthy of the Lord. 
when you know God's will, it propels four things in your life. It makes you walk worthy of the Lord. Number two, it makes you please God. When you know God's will, you will do the very thing he has revealed to you which will please him. Number three, you will bear fruit in every good work. So it is not every believer that is bearing fruit. It is those who are filled with the knowledge of his will. Number four, you will increase in the knowledge of God. And number five, it's supposed to be five. You will be strengthened with might. This is too good. When a believer comes to know God's will, that believer will walk worthy of the Lord. He will please God. He will increase in his knowledge of God and he will be strengthened with might and he will walk worthy of the Lord. So guess what? Satan knows what happens. He knows these five things that will start happening to you. So he will stop you from praying. Quickly, number two. <laughs> so that okay number two the second reason why satan does not want you to pray is so that your faith will die and faint so that your faith will what die and faint let me tell you something it's very simple you will easily doubt god when you are prayerless I won't stop citing this example. If you have a very good friend, you are in a very good relationship with the person, and then one day, your friend called you, and you missed his call, and you never called back for six months until you had a need. Your friend called you three times, your very good friend, three times, you didn't respond for six months. Now you are in trouble. You need that same friend. Isn't he your friend? Don't you have a relationship with him? But will you have confidence? You know why? Because there is a problem with your connection with him. Six months, he didn't respond to his call. He has not said anything. He, has, he hasn't said he won't give you, right? But your confidence to go and ask him for that need will not be there. And that's what many of you have done. God has given you a lot of calls. You missed his call. He never called back. A time is going to come. You, you want to place a need. There is a death situation. You need to resurrect the person. There is a problem that God's power needs to be intervened. But suddenly, God has not said, I won't do it. But you yourself, now you have lost confidence. And that's what prayerless does, pray, prayerlessness does. So Satan knows that when a believer consistently prays, his faith will stand. I didn't say his problems will all be solved. I said his faith will what? Stand. Because listen to me, there are other greater things that prayer gives than answers. Do you know that God can answer your prayer and you still be a criminal? Oh, you don't know that. There are people God answered them for promotion. When that promotion came, their salary was increased to 36,000 Ghana cities. That's how they backslid. But the last time I checked, one benefit of prayer is joy. Another is peace. 
Another is divine strength. Another is power from on high. These ones you may not even ask them, but they are feedbacks that come from prayer. Please, how you can do what I'm saying? And one of them is that your pray, your, your faith is built up. Jude 20. He says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So hear me. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And faith is built up by praying the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And faith grows and is built up by praying the word of God. So hear me. The end result of faith is prayer. So anything you, you are convicted about should end up making you voice it out back to God in prayer. That's what people don't know. Every faith that is not converted into prayer will die. Right now, we have received faith to build an 800 to 1000 capacity auditorium. But that faith must end up where? In prayer. If not, that faith will die. Very soon will doubt it. Hey, look at the number here. Hey, look at that. A lot of students are here. How come it will die? So Satan knows, listen, your faith will die. It will faint. In the book of Luke chapter 22, the verse 31 and 32, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan sought to sift you as wheat. He said in the verse 32, but I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. That means faith can fail. So prayer can avert faith failure. So hear me. It's a very simple equation. Faith problem is a word and prayer problem. Faith problem is a what? Word and prayer problem. Because the word of God brings faith. And prayer builds faith. So if your faith life is shaky, check your word life and check your prayer life. Satan knows it. Listen, Satan is so wise. Hey, this Bible, Satan knows it too. That's why he could, he could tell Jesus that it is written. Throw yourself, he shall give his angels charge. He quoted it to Jesus. Am I helping someone here? Okay, because of time, so um, we want to put on account of this knowledge you have received. Next week, we're going to continue. Is that good? Is that good? Some good knowledge for you? So rise up on your feet. Lift your voice, just begin to speak in the Holy Ghost right now. Kopata valo shefeleke tablo sifeleke palas. Everybody in this room, open your mouth, lift your voice, and begin to blow in the spirit. Begin to blast in tongues right now. Let your tongue rise up above this edifice. And let smoke, let incense rise up. Come on, let your voice breathe. Let 